0: If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask that you turn to the... We're going to start with the book of John, chapter 14, verses 16 through 17. And if you want to turn there, you can. If not, we're going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to read it for you. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive Him, because it isn't looking for Him, and doesn't recognize Him, but you know Him because he lives he lives with you now and later will be in you you know as as I was thinking and reading this verse I got to thinking about a few things out of this and I just want to talk a minute about this and I thought about how it says the world cannot the the world cannot receive the holy spirit and I thought well, why can't they receive it then I got to thinking because because they're living worldly they're they're not living right so that's why they don't have the holy spirit and I got to thinking, you know, and it says that they they can't they can't recognize him and they they know don't know him. But then I got to thinking because they don't, because they're not living right and they're not living like they should. That's why they don't have the Holy Spirit. But then I got to thinking if they'd only change the way they're living, they could have the Holy Spirit. You know, they all they had to do is just had to change the way they're living. And and in, in this lesson, church, you, you will come to learn and know about the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This lesson will help you to develop a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit as you come to appreciate who He is and what He does for you. The Holy Spirit can do a lot. The Holy Spirit is awesome. You know, He can do so much things for us, He can help us in so many ways. And as we get further down in here, you know, I'm going to try to do my best to follow these. And, and I've got a few things I want to talk about, but I'm going to try to follow this lesson as best as I can. But then, it, you know, the Holy Spirit, Spirit is a person. It is the third person of the Trinity and exists equally with our Father and the Son in the fullness of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit plays a vital role in our lives. He he is called counselor, comforter, advocate, helper, and other such wonderful terms. The Holy Spirit is present, present, personal, and powerful. I love this part. As I was reading this, Pastor, I got to looking at this, and I thought about all of these things and what the Holy Spirit is. And I really like this person about the helper, you know. And, you know, and, and, and again, this is coming from simple me. This, I'm a simple person, you know, and I've told you this before. I barely graduated high school. My, my best grades was PE, sports, and lunch, and recess. And the rest of them, I just barely got through. But I was thinking in a simple mind and a simple person as I am about how the Holy Spirit is your counselor and how he can be a comforter to you and an advocate. And I thought about what an advocate is. And this is what I thought about an advocate church is, is an advocate is someone that goes before you. Someone that goes before you to help you in a situation that you may be in. And you may be going through something in your life, and you may need somebody to go before you. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. He will go there for you. He will go there before you, and He will lead you and direct you in there. And I thought about how He's a comforter. You know, we've all at one time or another in our, in our lives, we've had to deal with something. We've all went through some kind of trouble in our lives, and we needed somebody there. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit is. He is someone that will be your comforter. He is somebody that will be there to help you during this time that you're going through in the struggles of your life. And He's and he's a helper. He will help you and He will guide you. you know. And He's a counselor that will... You know, when you need help making decisions, I'm one of these world worst of trying to do stuff on my own, and I won't look for help. I won't look for help until it's too late and I done messed it up. And then I look for help and try to get somebody to help me to fix it. Well, he will help you make decisions and you know and I thought about him helping you make decisions like a counselor at school does you know we see these counselors at school and their job is to help these kids to get in the right class and help them to be able to graduate and lead them down the right path. Well the Holy Spirit is the same way he will help you down that path that you need to go down he will help you make the decisions you know believe it or not, and I thought about this when I was thinking because you know whenever I did this a few months ago um uh, Lynn was probably kind of mad at me because I did it on the, on the spot and I didn't really think it out. And she kind of got upset because I didn't really think and, and ask and ask questions about when I, when I went and bought a truck. You know, I could have probably used somebody to counsel me on buying a truck, you know. But I thought, you know, I knew what I was doing, so I just went and bought it. Yeah, and I'm glad I did, but I could I could have had somebody to help me and say, Well, you need to make sure of this and make sure of this and make sure it's gonna do this. Well, I think about how the Holy Spirit is. When you're going through something, you need somebody for an answer. You need somebody to give you an answer to help you through even purchasing something or buying something. He will be there to help you, believe it or not. Who is the Holy Spirit, church? We must. Come to know the person person as the Holy Spirit as we should relate to him as the third person of the Godhead. We can experience a fresh, fresh relationship with God the Father daily. Ephesians 2 and 18 reads, For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 through 13, Jesus instructs us to pray. And it says this, this then, this then is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, how be their name. How be your name. Your kingdom come, your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. How many of you have ever really thought about what this scripture says? I know you've heard it, and I know you've read it. But have you ever really kind of got down and dissected and looked at what it says? I was thinking about the other day was I was studying this, and I went over this. And I like this part right here. And if you look at this, you can pick out different things that you can use in your life out of this. And I like this one part it says, And lead us not into temptation. And I got to thinking about this pastor because you know every morning we, I know we all have our own certain times to to pray. You know each and every one of you have a certain time during the day you you find it the best for you to pray. Well my time is best in the morning when I first when I get up and I and I get ready and to do what I've got to do that day I'll go downstairs and I'll I'll get to read my bible and I'll get to studying you know, and usually my time is, and, and I may be crazy, but this is my best time is around 4.30 or 5. I love that time because nobody's up and nobody's bothering me because if I wait later during that day, I realize this. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this because if I, if I wait later on to pray or if I don't pray, my day is messed up. The rest of my day is messed up. Nothing's going to go right. And I've experienced this because I there's been times I haven't prayed and my day was messed up. But I, 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 the one thing that I pray about when I'm praying in the morning, every day I pray this, and I've seen this, and i thought about this, and lead us not into temptation. And, I, you know, I, I pray that God will help me, that the Holy Spirit will help me every day to avoid the temptations of the world. I, I believe a Christian should be able should pray that. I think he should be able, even though you're a Christian and you're living right, you should be able to pray that. You should pray that. Because there's so much going on in life today. There's so much things that can tempt you in life. You know, it's so easy for you that may hold a job somewhere. There's so many things that can trap you out there in this world today. There's so many things that can tempt you and get you caught up in. And then I like this part about, you know, delivers from the evil one. You know, you, you know this, and I don't have to tell you this, but the Christian... You know, the devil is out there to get the Christian. He works harder than anything to get the Christian. And that's what I like to pray about. That's what I like to pray about, that he will help me to avoid the Satan that day, help me to get away from him that day, that I'm not tempted by anything he wants to come at me with. And then also the other thing I like to look at is called give us today our daily bread. And we can look at this in many ways. We can look at it in different ways, I think, church. We can think about, like, yes, give us of our, our nourishment that day. Give us the food that we need. And I think about it this way. Give us our daily bread of things that will help us get through the day. Give us the, 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 knowledge, the knowledge, knowledge to face that day and, and the ideas of what we need to do that day to, to be able to accomplish, accomplish, to do the things we have to do in life. So that's what I like about this scripture. It means so much that we can use. We can ex- we can also we can experience a fresh, vibrant relationship with God's the Son daily. Jesus becomes real to you as you experience Him as a Savior, mentor, intercessor, friend, healer, deliverer, and provider. He is all these things and more to you. You know that that's just simple, right there. I mean, it's, it's who doesn't know that that Jesus can be all these things. The Son of God is these things to us—a mentor and an intercessor. We can experience God, the Holy Spirit, daily. The Holy Spirit is with the Holy Spirit is with and lives inside the believer. When Jesus ascended, the Holy Spirit was sent to be our guide, our teacher, and our comforter, a sanctifier, a baptizer, and so much more. We can experience the Holy Spirit like we do the Father and the Son. I love this part because it says He's your guide. I need someone guiding me every day. I need someone leading me, and I need the Holy Spirit with me every day. I need Him directing me in my life, because if not, I'm going to mess up. I like the part where He says He's a sanctifier. You know, He will sanctify us and save us. The Holy Spirit is a person that can... That is, we, if you experience the Holy Spirit, it's such a wonderful blessing to have, to experience the Holy Spirit. And I thought, about this, I thought about this part of this uh, lesson because of last Sunday of how the Holy Spirit moved in and how he, he allowed His presence to come in and touch in a mighty way and how He poured out His anointing upon people and, and moved in. And just out of nowhere, who would have thought just, 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 just in a few minutes how the Holy Spirit moved in. Nothing had to be done to have, to have Him come in. Nothing had to. The, the songs didn't have to be a certain song for him to move in. He just moved in because he wanted to touch lives that day. He wanted to minister to souls that day. And I believe the spirit that we had, the Holy Spirit, when he moved in and touched lives uh, last Sunday, it was such great. It was such a wonderful feeling that we received. And I and I will tell you this. I believe this church that that's not the last time. I don't believe that's the last time that we're going to experience the Holy Spirit. I believe. From now on, I believe in my heart. I've told you this before, and I know you probably get tired of me. You probably remember me telling you. I believe we're just at the point of the Holy Spirit doing such wonderful things. And I believe in the last three or four weeks, I believe that how He has moved in. You know, and it's been different each time. It's been different every time the Holy Spirit moved in from this time that He did this Sunday. And I believe it's just the start of how He's going to move in and start touching lives. I believe the Pathway is just on the verge of God moving in such a wonderful way in the Holy Spirit, pouring out His anointing in such a wonderful way that we've never seen before. We've had many people say this, and many people stand behind the pulpit here and tell us that. And I'm, to- I'm sure years after years we want- we've wondered if it's ever going to happen. But I believe we're at the verge of the Holy Spirit doing things that we've never seen before in Pathway. I believe He's going to pour out the anointing upon pathway, and lives are going to be touched, souls are going to be ministered to. And I know I've heard Pastor L.V. say this over, and he remembers the time when he was in church, and he's seen the fireballs go from side to side. He's seen healings. I believe we're going to see healings in this church. I believe we're going to see people get healed that we wouldn't have thought get healed. We're going to see not just a headache get healed, I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to move. We're going to see things that unbelievable get healed. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I believe the Holy Spirit is, someone that will do that. We are to relate to God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a person. John 14:26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Sixteen, verse thirteen. But when the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own; he will speak only what he hears, and what what tells you, will tell you what yet is yet. We, sorry, I'm sorry, and will tell you what is yet to come. When I was reading this, I thought about this too. And i, I and again, I'm telling you, I, I've thought about a lot. I think a lot. You wouldn't believe that, but I think a lot. May not get nothing out of it, but I do think. And I thought about it, and I've heard this before, and you probably have. How many of you here have ever heard, ever heard someone associate the Holy Spirit as a it? What about when you heard somebody praying for somebody, receive it? Go get it. Wait for it. How many's ever heard something like that about the Holy Spirit? And and I know they don't mean it any any harmful way or, or in, a, in a in a in a way that's not right. It's just way you maybe just, you've heard it and and you and you've caught it or you've you've heard someone say it. But then I got to thinking about it. I've heard that I've heard someone say that. But here it is right here. Have you ever really thought it's not an it? It's a person. And then you get to thinking, what a knit is this pulpit? That's a knit. That chair's a knit. This microphone's a knit. But the Holy Spirit is not it, it's a real person. And what such wonderful thing to know that we, we have somebody in our lives that's not a knit, it's a person. When the Holy Spirit moved here Sunday, it didn't move in as a knit, it moved in as actually a person touching lives. So I understand how they say when you say uh, I remember they used to pray and hold on it's coming and hold on wait for it and all that but I believe right now I believe the Holy Spirit is truly a real person and He will minister to you as a real person. He, he will minister to you. We are able to get to know Him. He lives in you. You can know Him as you get to know any person. The Holy Spirit is a person that you can get to know. The Holy Spirit is not an it. that You you can't get to know this stand just like I said. But you can know the Holy Spirit. He's a real person that you actually become friends with. You can wait and let Him be your helper. He can be someone you can call on and talk to. The Holy Spirit is a person just like this says here. We are to have fellowship with Him on a personal level. There you go again. You can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Can you have a relationship with that chair? I think it would be pretty funny if you all came in Sunday and see me sitting there talking to that chair. You all may call someone and come and get me. But you can talk to the Holy Spirit as a personal relationship. As you spend time with Him, you will experience a life of Jesus working in through you. You are to love Him Romans 15 and thir- 30 reads, As you do, His love within you will overflow into the lives of others. I believe the more you get to the point of knowing the Holy Spirit, the more you get closer to Him, the more people can see Him in you. What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit, church? He ministered a new birth into the family of kingdom, Jesus said humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth in spiritual life. John 3, 6. He baptizes each of us into Christ and His body, the church. He causes us to grow daily in a spiritual life. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And and the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. He affirms our relationship with God that we are His children. That's a, wonderful, that's a wonderful statement there that we are God's children. We are children of God. I think about all these people that serve things that's not real. How people serve, you know, and I, and one thing I thought about is, uh, you know, if you've ever been up there, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not putting down a restaurant because of this. If you've ever been in a Kowloon restaurant, if you walk in there, they've got this thing over there in the corner, I think it's Buddha. And how people serve that thing and how they think that's a God and how they think that's a spirit and that they can count on that, that statue being be there for them during their time of trouble. Well, I hate to know if I'm going through, through something in life, I've got to walk up to that statue and call up on it because I can guarantee you it ain't going to do nothing. But I know with the Spirit and with God and with Jesus, He is my Father. And I know with them I'm their child. And I have a reason. And I have a purpose on this life. I have someone that cares for me. That statue don't care for you. He reveals, reveals Jesus Christ to us as believers. He teaches us and leads us into all truth. The Holy Spirit will help you and guide you. He will direct you when you need, to, uh, when you need help. He guides and directs us daily in our daily lives. He will again help you whenever you need help. Whenever struggles, when you're going through struggles and you're having problems in your life. He causes us to grow in Christ and bear fruit. And I thought about this when I was reading this. I thought about how you grow in Christ the more you pray and the more you read your Bible. And then I got to thinking the more you pray and the more you read your Bible, you start to bear the fruit. And what that means to me is, and you may have your own mind thinking about it, I think about that is when you bear your own fruit, that's whenever you say you're walking down the street or you're walking into a store and somebody can look at you and say, that is a person of, that lives for God. That is a Christian right there because he's bearing the fruit by just looking at him. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of them persons that when somebody sees me, they can see that Christ lives in me. I don't want to be that one of them persons, somebody looks at me and says, man, that person's a troubled person right there. That person causes a lot of trouble. That person is one of them that you don't want to be around. And I believe the closer we get to the Holy Spirit, and the more we allow Him to direct us, and the more we pray and read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will allow us to be one of these persons that bears the fruit, that people can see that you live for Him, that you are a, a Christian and that they want to be like you. He empires each of us with the gifts of the ministry. Each and every one of you have a purpose. Holy Spirit has gave each and every one of you, church, a, a purpose and a reason and gave you a ministry. You may not be one of them that stands behind the pulpit on Sundays and Wednesdays. You may not be one of these television evangelists that you turn the television on to watch. You may not ever be one of them that people know so that you that re- realizes what you actually do because you're one of them persons that goes out and ministers that are that, that a lot of people don't know about. But each and every one of you have a purpose. Each and every one of you have a ministry. And the Holy Spirit's given each and every one of you a ministry. I think about how we should pray each and every day that God will use us to use us in these last days. I think we should pray more and more, church. And yes, this is a Wednesday crowd, so I can say this. If there was ever a time that we need to pray, it's now. If there was ever a time that the church needed to wake up and pray, it's now. And I believe we need to call upon the Holy Spirit to give us the ability, to give us the, uh, to give us the, uh, the, the, the strength to be able to pray and stand up against the things that's going on. We need today to pray for a move of God. Now you could say, well, we're having a move of God in the church. Yes, we are. And I, like I said just a few minutes ago, I believe there's going to be more. We're going to see more of a move of God. But I believe this world needs a move of God. I believe this world needs the Holy Spirit to move up on it like never before. And I thought about last week, and I wished I could, uh, I would have pulled it up. Or I wished I could read the whole thing that she, uh, Miss Sheena put on her Facebook. Y'all probably seen it. And what I got out of it is basically what she was saying, we better start praying. Because this world's messed up. We need the Holy Spirit to start moving across America like never before. We need a move of God. And I don't have to tell you, y'all can see this. You can go home tonight and turn on your television. You can see just in five minutes how bad the things are. This morning, after I got through praying and reading, I turned on the television. And within five minutes, I'd done heard about three or four killings. We need to start praying. And I got to thinking about how how much of a move of the Holy Spirit we need. And I thought about how it was years ago. And I don't know when it was. I don't know the date or time. But I, I do know of, a little bit about of how years ago whenever we allowed the prayer in school when we allowed to, uh, for Bible reading in school. And I thought about how when I was growing up in elementary, how the first thing we did, and I don't know if they're allowed to do this, to, to do the Pledge of Allegiance now. I don't know if they're even allowed to do that. And then we, after that, we would pray and read the Bible. I believe back then, if we would, if the Christian would have realized what was going on, they wouldn't have done. They would have stood up for what was going on. They would have prayed that the Holy Spirit would have moved. But now we see what's happened since that took place. Church, you got i I'm just, I'm just talking to you in a common, simple way. We need the Holy Spirit. America needs the Holy Spirit, and you know that. We need to pray like never before. We need to be one of them that stands up against things that are wrong. I believe that you have the right to stand up whenever you know something's wrong. And I pray every day that God will move like never before in the pathway. That's one thing I pray for, that God will minister to this church. That every Sunday there's something different happen. I pray that America opens its eyes and realizes how soon the Lord is coming and how much it needs a move of the Spirit across this land. And then I think about how the people that doesn't realize that, how there's people out there that doesn't have a clue of what's going on. That's where we need to pray for these people. We need to pray that their eyes are open because they'll realize that what's going on, it's not right. If I was to ask each and every one of you, you would tell me of a, of, of a time that you experienced a relationship, relationship with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You could tell me a time that He's maybe even uh, talked to you or you felt in your heart that He wanted you to do something. And I'm going to give you an a, a example, example of one time that I, I believe and I know for sure that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and wanted me to do something. And it was on a Sunday morning and of all times. I left here and, and, I, and I thought I'd run, to, just before church started, I thought I'd run down there to Murphy's Gas Station. To get gas because I didn't want to do it the next morning. Now, I'm one of them. Of course, Lynn will tell you, and she gets mad at me. I, I don't let my gas tank go empty. I'll fill it up. It's three quarter full. I'll go ahead and fill it back up. But anyway, I ran down there and I said, I got time. I'll run down there and get my gas tank filled for I want to do it Monday morning. So I went down there and, and I was getting my gas and, you know, and I was thinking about the service, hurrying up, get back because I knew church was going to be starting in a little bit. So I got the gas, and I walked inside, and I started to pay, uh, pay the, the lady. Now, you got to understand, I go down there quite often, but when I this one person was always in there most of the time when I would go down there, this one lady. And as I walked in, she looked at me, and I guess maybe it's because what I was wearing, I don't know. She looked at me and said, you're going to church today. And I said, yes. She said, I want you to do me a favor. And without thinking, I said, sure, what is it? She said, I want you to pray for me today in church. And I said, sure, I will. How many of you ever said you was going to pray for somebody and then maybe after you done talked to them, you walked off and never did? I've been guilty of that. I'll admit it. And as I walked off, you know, I honestly probably didn't think nothing else about it. I told her I would pray for it, and maybe I would later on. Well I got to church and we got by and I got back there and the music started and we was in about the third or fourth song or something. All of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, You're gonna pray for that lady today. Uh oh. I said, Yeah, I'll pray for her. He said, No, you're gonna pray for her now. I said, Okay. He said, I want you to go down there and get a prayer cloth. Now we gotta admit church is going on right now. And you're gonna get somebody to help you pray for that lady you talk talking about being beat. I was beat down because I knew I was going to have to walk up here and get a prayer cloth and pray for this lady after knowing I should have done it in the first place. I came down. That's when we had the pews. And the first person I seen, I guess this is the funny part about it, was when I got down there, there was a pastor and there was Sister Karen sitting right there or standing. And he said, get Karen to help you pray for this lady. So I grabbed the prayer cloth, and I started praying. And I told Karen that this lady at the gas station wanted us to pray, and, and, and I'd, I'd take it back to her. And we prayed, and I started walking back to the sound booth, and as I got in there, he said, Okay, you prayed for it, and you got the cloth. What are you going to do with it? I said, Well, I'll go give it to her after church. And I was saying this in my mind, church. Believe it or not, I really was. He said, No, go give it to her now. I'm thinking, well, church is going on. I can't leave this. He said, you're going now. So I told one of the guys standing back there, I said, you're going to have to do this. i got to take this to this lady. I got in my truck and I drove down there. And as I parked, this lady was coming out. I walked up to her. And I don't know if she actually recognized me at first again or not. I said, you told us to pray for you today at church. And we did. And I want to give you this prayer cloth. And she said, "Thank you. I needed it." I walked. I turned around. I walked off and got my truck and came back to church. Believe it or not, church. Of all the times I've seen that lady in that building in that in that gas station, from that day on, I never seen her again. She's never been in that store since then. I'm not telling you because I'm bragging. I'm just telling you that the Holy Spirit moves in mighty ways, in different ways sometimes. And sometimes He can beat you down. I believe it. Because He did me because I told that lady I was going to pray for her that day. And I never seen her again. And I believe that was truly a move of the Spirit that day. And I'm so glad that I did obey Him. I'm so glad that I didn't just say... A, Okay, I will later and just go on. Because who knows, that lady maybe really needed that prayer that day. I don't know what it was. She didn't tell me, I didn't ask her. But from that moment on, when I never seen her again, I realized that was a real thing. I'm here to tell you right now, if the Holy Spirit ever tells you to do something, you better do it. Don't say you're gonna push it off and wait for another day to do it or later on, because you may never have the chance. And if I never would have prayed for that lady and never seen her again, how bad would I have felt if I never knew that I had done what I told her I was going to do? Church, I want to just tell you that I that I believe this is truly a church that God wants to work in. I truly believe this is a church that the Holy Spirit wants to move move in. We can see it. And I just want to call upon you to pray like you never have in these last days. Pray for our lost people, because we're just ready. We're just on the verge of seeing what greatness that the Holy Spirit has for us. And I want to want you to pray, especially for this coming Sunday. Not for we can say, look what Pathway's doing. That people around they can say, look at the Spirit moving. Not look what we're doing, but look what the Holy Spirit is doing in pathway. I want to close with this, and I, I found this online, uh, and I guess I pulled it out of uh, Billy Graham's, one of his, uh, I guess on one of his li- online uh, devotion stories. And it talks about the Holy Spirit, and it reads like this, Walter Knight tells a story about a little boy who had recently received Christ. Daddy, how can I believe in the Holy Spirit when I never seen him?" asked Jim. "I'll show you how," said his father, who was an electrician. Later Jim went to his went with his father to the power plant where he was sh- was shown the generators. "This is where the power comes from to heat our stoves and gives light. We cannot see the power, but it is in the machines and in the power lines," said the father. I believe in electricity, said Jim. Of course you do, said the Father. But you don't believe in it because you see it. You believe in it because you see what it can do. Likewise, you can believe in the Holy Spirit because you you can see what He does in people's lives when they are surrounded or surrendered to Christ and possess, possess His power. We may not see the Holy Spirit and you may never actually hear Him talk to you in a, in a voice like I'm talking to you. But I know and I can feel when the Holy Spirit moves and when He talks to you in your heart. Believe it or not, Sunday I could feel Him. And that day that He told me to pray for that lady, I heard His voice that day. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. The Holy Spirit is truly real, and again, I believe in these last days He's going to move like never before in this church. And I want you, sometime the rest of the, sometime the rest of this week, I want you to place pray especially for this coming Sunday, that the Holy Spirit will have freedom to move any way He wants to. And I challenge you to do this because, in our Connect group, like the pastor said in the last few weeks, He's He's asked us to pray just before the service. And I believe since people have been praying and obeying, we're receiving what He has for us. And I want to challenge each and every one of you to pray sometime this week for this service. Because I believe we all pray and, uh, and agree. We're going to see things like never before. If you would, I want to ask you to stand with me if you would. I hope what I've said to you was kind of helpful to you. <laughs> I know, like I said, I'm not a teacher. And when he told me that he was going to give me a couple of weeks to talk, I thought, oh, how am I going to do this? And I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to give you, it's out of my heart. That's where it's coming from. It's not coming out of some uh, educational certificate I got or diploma because I definitely don't have that. It's from my heart. And I want us right now before we leave and before we close, I want us to pray for Sunday. I want you to also pray for the people in Florida. Because probably Sunday there's going to be several churches that probably won't be able to have church because of what's going on. I don't know how many church of gods are in Florida. I'm sure there's a lot. Just remember these church family and church members that God will comfort them and give them the strength that the Holy Spirit will move upon them and touch them during this difficult time. If you would, pray in your own way with me. Father, we come right now. We just thank you for the opportunity to come tonight and be in your presence. We thank you for your goodness that you bestow upon our lives every day and and the presence that you give us every day and allowing us to go through life and guiding us and directing us and being our helpers. We thank you for what you're going to do and what the move upon pathway that you're going to pour out each time we come. Lord, I pray that you'll touch this coming Sunday lives of people that will be here. If there's one that's lost, that they'll give their hearts to you. If there's one that needs to be healed, that they'll be healed in whatever way it is that they need to be touched, Lord. I pray that you'll move upon every person that sits in these chairs Sunday in a mighty way. I pray right now that you'll also move upon these victims of this hurricane in the next few days, Lord, that you'll give them the strength, you'll give them comfort, you'll give them peace, Lord. Touch these church members that they may not be able to have church Sunday, that you'll be able to help them to to get back together and get their services back together and get going again, Lord. Breathe upon their church and breathe upon their church families, Lord. And we give you the praise for what you're going to do in Pathway in these last days. We thank you for what the move you're going to lay up on the services in these last days because I'm expecting and I'm waiting to see great things happen in Pathway. I'm waiting to see things happen like never before. Come to pass that Pathway, Lord. We've prayed many prayers. We've, we've asked many times and I'm waiting to see it. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And we love you. Amen and amen.